Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we reflect on the week that was, and the week that was was largely focused on key inflation data, which my guest will break down for us. We will also spend some time on the Fed's Beige Book, remarks from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, plus a look at what to expect in the week ahead. Uh, Joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Brian, welcome back. Great to be with you as always and looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Ben. Good morning, everyone. So, Brian, plenty to cover this morning. I know it was a very busy week on the macro front. Uh, maybe we can reflect on that macro calendar and inflation data in particular here in the U.S. It was highly anticipated, closely tracked by the markets and investors. What did the data reveal over the course of the past few days, Brian? Well, uh, they've showed a 7% inflation rate in December. That's the highest since 1982. And just month on month, uh, up another half a percent. So showing that the inflationary pressure is persisting. And especially uh, this time, we saw another big increase in used car prices, uh, up 3.5% in December alone. Uh, Those used car prices are now up 53% since the start of the pandemic. And this is sort of the, the poster child for supply side, the bottlenecks uh, creating uh, inflation. But you also saw broad-based increases in prices, so prices going up in a lot of categories, uh, service price inflation also uh, accelerating to the fastest pace since 2007. And this includes uh, you know, shelter, which is a big component in the CPI, and uh, you know, reflects businesses passing along their their rising costs, and you know, thinking about where we go from here, the Omicron wave is just going to add to the inflationary pressure. It's knocking a lot of people out of, out of the labor force, but we do think that inflation will peak out soon. Uh, so, you know, throughout the year, as supply chain issues are resolved. We expect uh, inflation to be trending lower, and especially in the second half of the year, the more of these issues should be resolved. Inflation should be much lower at the end of the year than you know it was uh, at the end of 2021. Thinking back to Wednesday, we did receive the Fed's Beige Book, which can be considered a bit of a lagging indicator, but it was interesting because the Beige Book offered some insights into contributing factors towards inflation as well as the health of the labor market. So what are some key takeaways from this Beige Book that you can share with us, Brian? Yeah, so I think the Beige Book is underappreciated by the market because there isn't a single headline figure that uh, you know, the market can have a knee-jerk reaction to. And also, what makes it tricky to interpret is that they rotate the authorship. So the, the text isn't necessarily consistent from one month uh, to the next. So you know, it can be hard to compare the, from you know, this page book to, to the one that preceded it. But in any case, what really stood out this time was the text on the labor market saying that the demand for workers is strong, but that job growth is constrained by labor shortages. So in other words, businesses can simply not find the, the workers that they need. And this is leading to what the Fed calls robust 
wage growth. And robust is really the highest category that, that uh, you know, the strongest adjective that you use in the, in the beige book. This is the highest category. So showing you know, rapid wage growth across the country. And notably, you know, the, the beige book says this is creating cost pressures on businesses and, uh, you know, suggesting that, uh, you know, the labor market is near maximum employment and this will encourage the Fed to, to raise rates soon. So this is really the, the key takeaway is that, you know, you have to go back uh, you know, over a year. The Fed has been saying, you know, when we reach maximum employment, we're going to lift rates off of zero. And the base book really supports the idea that, okay, we, you have achieved that goal. We are, uh, yeah, at least in the near term, we're at maximum employment. And I do want to point out for our clients, our listeners, I know you were very busy this week authoring blogs. Two in particular I'd like to highlight available up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. You have two, Beige Book, Tight Labor Market Contributing to Inflation, as well as Searching for a peak in inflation. So for clients of UBS, just reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive copies of those blogs. But again, uh, both now available up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. So sticking with the Fed, Brian, we did see this week up on Capitol Hill, uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, he did testify as part of his Senate confirmation hearing. Part of his commentary involved characterizing current economic conditions here in the U.S., how that might translate to the Fed's policy, this off the heels of uh, the recent hawkish December Fed meeting minutes. So what did we hear from Chairman Powell up on Capitol Hill this week? So it was interesting. You know, this was Powell's confirmation hearing, but he really spoke as the Fed's chair. So he was in, in that mode, not talking as an individual, but as the you know representative uh, of the Fed. And he didn't want to go beyond what the FOMC uh, has, has decided, but it's pretty clear from what he said. You know, they want to get monetary policy a lot closer to neutral and, uh, you know, and, and pretty soon. So uh, he basically repeated a lot of the language that he's used in the past. But the, the, the way, you know, you hear this a lot from the Fed, we need to get inflation down so that we don't have to tighten policy sharply later and, and kill the, the labor market recovery. So this is, you know, this is the way they, they put it. Uh, they're going to start raising rates soon, and we think they're, they're going to start letting the, you know all those assets that they've been buying start to roll off their balance sheet also fairly uh, fairly soon to try to you know to, to try to help inflation get down to a more acceptable uh, level so it was, i think very very clear message you know, tighter monetary policy is coming soon. Outside of inflation data, Brian, what are some other data points that jumped out that you can share with us? Yeah, so the retail sales data was very weak. This is for the month of December, down 1.9%. And the what's called the retail sales control group, that's the part of retail sales that flows directly into the GDP uh, numbers on consumption. Those were down 3.1%, so really a sharp decline. This is going to hurt the fourth quarter GDP tracking estimates. So you're going to see, you know, a lot of Wall Street economists lowering their estimates for fourth quarter uh, growth. 
And what it showed was a you know, huge drop in online sales, which fits in with the idea that people were worried about goods shortages, so they front-loaded their Christmas shopping, and uh, you know then then there was a fall off in December. And uh, we also got the the NFIB survey of small business, which just confirmed what we've been talking about the, today. You know, small businesses are facing severe labor shortages. They're raising wages to try to get workers and passing that along in in the form of higher prices for their uh, customers. And I should mention, we'll have out just in a second, we'll have industrial production. I say it did come out, so industrial production uh, down a a tenth month on month in, in December, which is not a great number. Okay, so some breaking news there on the industrial production front. So as we begin to close the book on what was a busy week, as we look ahead to next week, I know it will be a shortened holiday week. U.S. markets will be closed on Monday in observance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But what will be taking place next week, Brian, that you will be keeping an eye on? So next week, in terms of data, will be a relatively light week. We get the data on housing. So housing starts, building permits, existing home sales, and also the NEHB survey of home builders. That will be the highlight for the week. Of course, markets will be a lot more focused on uh, earnings season. Okay. Well, Brian, thank you very much for joining us here on Top of the Morning to cap off what was a busy week. Hope you have a restful weekend, and we will look forward to catching up again with you here on the podcast soon. Thanks very much. Today, we've been joined by Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.